This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. God added to the church. God, okay, all right. So, so now we see a number, a huge number of people being added. They were preaching and people start showing up. They were preaching the Lord Jesus. People started showing up. So now you've got a preacher and all of these people who just showed up. Now watch this. Let's look at it. Um, verse 22. The news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem. Now there's that word, the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch, verse 23, when he came and had seen the grace of God, he, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart that they should continue with the Lord. Now watch this. Just because a person gets saved don't mean that they're going to stay with God. Just because a person gets saved don't mean that they're going to stay with the church. So the church at Jerusalem heard that over, over in, uh, over in this other city that all of these people were coming to Christ. So what they did, they sent Barnabas. Barnabas goes there. Um, look at verse 24. He, he goes, verse 24, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many were added to the Lord. If you're taking notes, write this down. New believers were added. Just write that down. New believers were added. So something is happening here. New believers were being added. The church was growing. Uh, the, the people or the new converts were growing. Let me say it like this. The new converts were growing. Verse 25 says, Then Barnabas departed from Tarshish, to seek Saul. He went to go get another teacher. He went to go get Saul, another great teacher. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that the whole year they assembled. The whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. Write this down in your notes. New believers need to be taught. Keep that in mind. New believers must be taught. They assembled and they taught. They assembled for a year and they just taught. They assembled for a year and they just taught. A great many people and the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. All right. Now, here's the question. The question now becomes is, what is the church? Because it says that the church at Jerusalem heard. It says that now here in Antioch, another group of people have come in together. They're assembling. They're assembling with the church and they taught a great many people. So many people are being added to the church. So uh, once you, once a person gets saved, you need an environment that supports your growth. You're in an environment that supports your spiritual growth. Well, so now we have to determine what is the church. And, and you'll see some of these notes, but what is local church? Number one, the people are the local church. Say this with me. Say the people are the local church. 
Now, many times we get that confused because when we think about church, we think about the building. But it's not about the building. It's about the people. And just for teaching's sake, if something were to happen to the building, the church would still survive. Because the people are the local church. And when a person gets converted, they need the body of believers. They need the people to help undergird their spiritual growth. Part of what God has given us to do is to teach new converts and to undergird and help to develop them spiritually. Because when you get saved, you need an environment that supports that growth. Number two, the local church is an assembly. It's an assembly. It is a coming together of those people. It is those people coming together. Paul and Barnabas assembled with the people. They came together. So it is the assembly of the people that becomes the church. So as we're, as we are talking about the church, uh, there was a church at Jerusalem. Now there's a church at Antioch. And so now you've got these, these people who are coming together and they formed what's called a church. Uh, the Hebrew word for churches is, is ecclesia or the called out one. Those who have been called out from amongst the world. So God is saying to all of us that the people are the local church. The local church is the assembly. Number three, the local church is a group of Christians gathered together in one place for a common purpose. A group of Christians gathered together in one place for a common purpose. And number four, the local church is a family. Everybody shout family. Everybody shout family. Say the local church is a family. Some of y'all didn't say it. The local church is a family. Keep that in mind. We all are family and we have to see ourselves as a family. We have to know that we are a family. We are a family of believers. Um, if, if you can find it real quick, go to Ephesians chapter three, Ephesians chapter three, the local church is a family. Church on purpose is a family. We're a family, and I want you to see that. I want you to understand it that way. I want us to receive it that way. We're a family. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Look over at, uh, look at verse number 14. Ephesians 3, 14. Ephesians 3, 14 and 15 says, For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole what? The whole what? Come on, y'all say it. The whole what? The whole family in heaven and earth is named. So here, here even, uh, here, uh, even the apostle Paul is saying that, uh, we are all a part of a family. Now understand this. Now we, we've got extended family. We've got other churches, other believers. We're extended family. We, we're not a microcosm unto ourselves. We are a part, we, we are this, this local body, but we're a part of a greater body. Amen? We're a part of the body of Christ. We are a local body, but we're a part of a, of a greater body of believers. A family of believers. Listen, now watch this. Here is, here is the point I want to make to you about family. Um, typically, typically what does a family, what does a family include? Somebody tell me. Mother and father. Sister, brother, aunts, cousins, niece and nephews, play cousins. Amen. Okay, now watch this. So, so the, the suggestion here is that your whole family is supposed to be in church. Your whole family. So, so, so that means that you can't, you can't come to church and leave your kids at the house. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I grew up in a town. I grew up in a time, and you guys have heard me say this: that when uh, when Grandmama left for church, 
Everybody, everybody, listen, if you didn't go to church, you couldn't stay at that house. You, you couldn't, you couldn't stay in the house. So, but, but we, we live in, we live in a time now where, where children get to choose whether, whether or not they come to church. But according to scripture, God says that we all are family. So our families need to be in church. That's why we work so hard to get our children's ministry and the teens ministries going because we want your entire family to come to church. Um, there, there are some other things that we're going to do later on uh, as we continue to grow and get settled that that's going to be ministering to individuals, individual aspects of the family, marriages and, and those that are divorced or those that have, are going through grieving processes. We're going to, we're going to work to make sure that, that we take care of the family holistically but i need you to know that we are a part that you are a part of a family amen amen glory to god all right now um go to first timothy first timothy chapter three first timothy chapter three i'm ringing a little bit first timothy chapter three hallelujah first timothy chapter three that sounds better First Timothy chapter three, look at verse number 15. First Timothy three fifteen. Y'all have it? What does it say? But if I delay, you know how, you know what? Conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of a living God. The what? The what? The pillar. And the ground of truth. That brings to my fifth point. My fifth point is the local church is the pillar and ground of truth. The local church is the pillar and the ground of truth. Make sure you write that down. It is the pillar and the ground of truth. In other words, the local church is the proclaimer of truth. The, the local church is so important. The local church should be uh, in such a way that no matter what the culture says, you should be able to come to church and hear the truth. Amen. The local church is the pillar of truth. In a, because we, we live in a society today that, that wants us to accept sin as being normal. To accept things, um, that there's, there, there's, there's a, there, there's a, there are a lot of, a lot of agendas now are being pushed, uh, murderous agendas, uh, homosexual agendas, uh, a lot of, a lot of, you know, sex outside of marriage, uh, uh, adultery, a, a lot of these agendas are being pushed and you have to have some place where you can come and actually hear the truth. Because the Bible says that if not in the last days, the very elect are gonna be fooled. So don't, don't think many people, many people say, well, well, you know, I can, I can go to church at home. How many of y'all heard that? Y'all heard that? I, you know, I, I, I can go to bedside Baptist. <laughs> but according to the word of God, now you've disassociated yourself with the family. Now you're not, now you're, you're not, you're not a part of the family. And guess what? Now you stop hearing truth. Now you stop hearing truth. So it is the pillar, the pillar and the ground of truth because our culture is, is constantly getting us to conform. Now watch this. Let, write this down. Truth is God's perspective. Truth is God's perspective. Truth is not about what we feel and what we think. It's not about what we feel and what we think. Truth is God's perspective. The, the church, we've got to stop conforming. We've, we've got to call sin, sin. We've got to call right, right, and we've got to call wrong, wrong. Amen? 
Hallelujah. It's wrong for two lovers to live together and they're not married. We got it. Amen. But, but guess what our culture says? Our culture says try it before you buy it. But if you don't come to church, you won't, you won't be convicted. And watch this. If you leave your kids at home, they can never be convicted because they won't hear the word of God being preached to them. You, do, do you know why in Antioch so many people came to Christ? You know why they came? Because they heard the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That's why the local church is so important. We've got to hear the word. And so the more we hear the word, the more the word starts to convict us. Now watch this. Y'all don't have to tell me. But I know you guys go to Walmart, and I know y'all take that stuff back to the shelf where y'all got it from now. I know y'all don't leave them buggies sitting beside that car anymore. Somebody did. <laughs> Amen. I, I know many of you guys don't buy, don't buy food stamps anymore. Hallelujah. Y'all must just say amen. You, you, you know why? Because you heard the word. Hey, you heard the word. Even when them bootleg DVDs, man, when the bootleg DVD man roll around. Some of you are like, ah, oh, you know, no. I'm still working on some of y'all apparently. Some of y'all, some of y'all, good glory to God, getting too quiet in here. Hallelujah. But, but the, the, we, 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 this, you have to be in a place where truth is being disseminated. Because I'm going to tell you something, there's a lot of lies out there that sound just like the truth. There's a whole bunch of lies out there. And that's why we have to rightly divide the word of God. And that's why, that's one of the reasons why this church is going to be so impactful. Because we're going to look at the word of God and we're going to allow the word of God to be our authority. Amen. The word of God is going to be our authority. Okay. Now, now, so, so the, 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 the church is the pillar and the ground of truth. So truth should be spoken from the pulpit. Truth should be spoken from the church. Now, um, what is the mission of the church? My next question. What is the mission of the church? What's the mission of church? Because now we're, but we're, we're, we're talking about the purpose of the church. The purpose of it, the purpose of the, the, the assembly, the purpose of this body of Christ. Why, why do we have this podium? Why do we have microphones? Why do you have chairs? Why do we have a stage? Why do we need somebody in this particular setting to teach us? Why do we need teachers? Why do we need this? So we're talking about the purpose, the purpose of the church, where it seems like churches are popping up all over the place. And I'm not mad at them. That's what God called you to do. Do what God called you to do. Amen. Now, um, the purpose of the church is threefold. I need y'all to get this. Threefold. Number one is to represent and glorify Jesus Christ in the earth. To represent and glorify Jesus Christ in the earth. As a local church, as a local body, we should be a representation of who Jesus Christ is. One of the things that I'm proud, I've always been proud, is our outreach ministry. Our outreach ministry shows the love of Jesus Christ. Represent and glorify Jesus in the earth. And not, not just, not, not just, not just doing that time. I Many of you guys do this on your own private time. You do it on your own personal time. Many times you, you're so nice to people that people look at you and they say, they say, what church do you attend? And now you get a chance to tell them, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, you get a chance to tell them, glory to God. When you tell people you attend church on purpose, when they look at you, they look at you kind of different. I love it because you're making them think now. And some people, some people say, I've heard about that church. I've seen that church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But if God continues to keep his hand on us, they haven't seen nothing yet. 
Ever seen anything yet? Amen. Glory to God. If God can take 12 men and turn the world upside down, certainly we can take two or three hundred folks and turn one little city upside down. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, Mr. Church. Okay, so, so uh, let me let me let me let me let me let me pause right here and I made this little side note. Uh local churches should never compete. Amen. Keep that in your mind. Listen, we're not competing with anybody. Local churches, listen, my, my right arm is not competing with my left arm as long as, because both of them have a, have a job to do. They're both doing exactly what, what they're, what they're ordained to do. So guess what? They're not in competition with each other. So local churches should never compete with it. Now there may be somebody competing with us, but we're not competing with anybody. I'm not looking at anybody saying, well, they're doing this, so I'm going to do this. Well, they're doing that, so I'm going to try. I'm not competing. Local churches should never compete. We're all, listen, we're all going to be in heaven together. We're all trying to get to heaven. We're all trying to represent Jesus Christ to the best of our ability. So we don't get into the whole com- competition thing. As, as if, if another church, if they're doing what they feel like God's called them to do, amen and amen. We have to make sure that we're doing what God called us to do. Glory to God. I don't expect my eyeball to be my chin. Are y'all hearing me? That there's some church that are called to do, called to do, to do different things. That they've got a church, uh, I've seen a church went in there and the church filled with, with church mothers. Y'all know church mothers. You walk in, you sit behind them, you can't see anything. They got them big hats on. Filled with them all over the place. Glory to God. You know what that church is doing? Taking care of church mothers. If it wasn't, they wouldn't be there. Hallelujah. Take, you know what they, that, that's what they've been called to do. That's not necessarily what God called us to do. We have a different mission, a, a different mission. There's something different that God wants us to do. Number two, listen, the mission of the church is to build up the saints. Saints need to be built up. It's the same. So to build up the saints, you guys need to be built up. You need to be encouraged in your faith. You need to be taught and built up and encouraged. There's so many things that happen through your day-to-day walk that that, that gets you off track or could, could knock you down. The church ought to be the one place you can come and be uplifted and built up. Amen. Glory to God. And and you need to be built up every week. You need to be built up every week. You ought to be able to come every week. Listen, one one of my main focuses is I don't I don't like I don't like uh uh uh, uh um, sermons and messages that pull people down. I want you to be uplifted. I want you to be Listen, even when I'm giving a harsh truth or a harsh reality, I try to do it in such a way that you still laugh after I didn't cut you. See what I'm talking about? <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I, I want you uplifted. There's enough going on in the world to make you, to make you down. When you come in church, I want you to be encouraged. Uh, so part of the mission of the church is to build up the saints. Number three, the part of the mission is to make disciples. A disciple is different than a Christian. Hallelujah. It's to make disciples. Christians are to follow Christ. Of course we know that. But God's called the church to make disciples. We do a good job making Christians. But we haven't done, we haven't done a great job making disciples. Call, uh, we, 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 we bring people in and we maintain them. But we have not done a great job teaching them how to go out and get others. Amen. Hallelujah. It's one thing to, to take your son fishing with you and let him watch you fish. But it's something totally different when you go out and you buy him a fishing pole and you teach him how to bait his hook 
and you teach him how to catch and clean his fish. And I, I think for a great degree, we, we've done a good job bringing people in, but we have not done a good enough job teaching you how to go back out. Let, let, me, let me explain to you. Let me explain to you. If, 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 if I were to ask you, don't answer this because I, I just want you to feel, I want you to feel this question. I just want you to feel it. If I were to ask you, if you could give someone a gospel message in 30 seconds, could you do it? Don't answer it. Just think about it. Could you tell somebody, articulate to someone what the gospel is in 30 seconds? I know some of y'all thinking, it's good news. What's the message of the gospel? What is the good news? What is it? If you had to witness to a sinner, you had two minutes to convince a sinner to turn his life around, could you do it? Most of us, if we're honest, we'll say, well, I will say a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I just start talking. The gift of gab will kick in. But we really haven't been trained how to bring people into the kingdom. I haven't been trained. And so that's a part of the purpose. So now we got to, we've got to go back and we've got to look at the purpose of the church and say, wait a minute. Now, see, see, now when we move forward and when I tell you more about the vision of church on purpose, now you can say, wait a minute. I get it now. I see it. I see that there's some things that we've got to add. I, I see, I see that there's some things. Listen, so, so in this series, I'm going to be talking about the purpose of the pastor because you guys need to know what the purpose of the pastor is. I'm going to talk about the purpose of change because the only constant in this world is change. I'm going to talk about how the church has to continue to change. One of, one of the worst things that a church can do is get into a place and get stuck. Don't want to change. It's doing things the same old way. If you do the thing, listen, what is that old saying? The, the, the definition of, of, of insanity is what? Doing the same thing, the same way, and expecting a different result. Many churches are doing that. Doing the same thing, the exact same way, and expecting a different result. But guess what? Guess what? Church on purpose has got to be a church that's willing to change. Ready to change. Ready to move. Because times are changing. Times are changing. Things are changing. Uh, our, our, our society is changing. And so we have to be in a position where we're ready to change with society. Glory to God. Are y'all picking up what I'm putting down? We gotta, we gotta ready to change. We gotta ready to do things a little bit different. Um, one of these days, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be, we're, we're gonna be so, there are gonna be so many people. If God keeps his, stays his hand on us, we're gonna have so many people that we're gonna have to change from this type of setting to a small group setting. So now I'm going to have to teach small group leaders and then small group leaders are going to have to do, have to have small groups. Why? In order for us to be able to, to personally touch everybody. Everybody has somebody that's ministering to them. I was reading, um, when Jethro talked to Moses and uh, Moses was leading a million people and Jethro told Moses, look, what you're doing not going to work, buddy. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> he told him, man, you need to get some people and get some people in position to kind of help you carry this weight. Glory to God. So as, as our, as our, as our culture changes, the needs and the, and the methodology of the churches have to change as well. We'll make disciples. Um, uh, go to Ephesians chapter four. Ephesians chapter four. We're talking about the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church. Church has purpose. And in order for me to help you guys to understand why we exist, we've got to go back and look at the purpose. Glory to God. 
Church on purpose exists to a great degree so that we can be ready to change. So we can be empowered to change when change is necessary. Ephesians chapter 4, um, look at verse number 16. Look at verse number 16. What does it say? From whom the whole what? The whole body what? Join and knit together by whatever joint supplies according to effective working by which every part does its share. Cause growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Amen. Listen, the local church is dependent on people to do three things. Write this down. The local church is dependent on people to do three things. Write this down. Number one, joining, connecting, and functioning. Joining, connecting, and functioning. The local church is dependent upon you. This church is dependent upon you. To join, to connect, and to function. Everybody say join, join. connect, and function. Woo, y'all sound good. Say it again. Join, join. Connect, connect, and function. Oh, you got it. Amen. Um, um, verse 16 says, from the whole body joined, the whole body joined, the whole body Everybody shout joined. The whole body joined and knit together. The whole body joined. We've got too many people that are coming to church, but you're not joining. You're not joining. Let me explain to you like this. Let's look at, let's look at, uh, some bricks and a brick house. You got a big pile of bricks over here. (laughs) Lay it on the ground. It's enough to make the brick house. They're there, but they ain't joined. You have some laid out there, some kind of spread out, some stacked on top of each other. Now, they're there, but they haven't joined. But once you start stacking them together, it forms a house. It forms a place of security. Many people are like the bricks. They're just laying around. They haven't joined. You gotta become, you've gotta, you have to join. God wants you to join church. Say to him and say, God wants you to join church. You need to know that. And I, I, I hear, I hear people say all the time, well, you don't have to just, you don't have to join no church. Well, you read that at? Is that in the word? Would you read that at? The, the God, God needs us a part of the body. You know what? I'm glad when I was born, my arms didn't say, I don't want to be joined to that body. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't, I don't want to be, I'm glad I'm, I, I'm just, aren't you glad that your foot? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad my, all my, all my stuff wanted to join. My fingers wanted to join. My toes wanted to join. Now watch this. Sometimes people join, they don't function right. <laughs> because you do know that every part of your body functions. Every part that we just read it. We just read it at verse number 16. Say the word of God. Say the word of God is the authority. Now look at verse number 16. From whom the whole body joined it together by what every joint supplies. So every part of the body has a supply. There is something that you are supposed to supply as being connected to the body. 
Glory to God. Now watch this. Watch this. Your back supplies something to the body. Don't believe me? Let, let your let the batteries in your back start going out. Amen. Glory to God. Your hip supplies something to the body. Don't believe me? Hallelujah. Your arm supplies something to the body. Don't believe me? Sleep on it. <laughs> you woke up and your arm had disappeared. <laughs> you wake up and your arm and you can't move it. You having to pick your arm up and you trying to, you can't wiggle your fingers. It is because many times people are, we, we are a part of the body, but we're not functioning. That takes the next one. So, so you have to, you have to join. So go through the process. Sign up. Go through orientation. Be baptized. Put your name on the roll. You have to join. Don't be afraid to join. You, you gotta stop jumping from church to church and person to person. Well, I'm gonna go to this church. I'm gonna go to this church. No, no, no. You need to join. You need to join. Join. The, the body has gotta to come together. It's gotta to join. Now everybody shout connect. Somebody shout connect again. Connect. Okay, so you have to connect to other saints. Many people are coming to church, but they're not connected. They're not connected. Part of the, of the purpose of the church is so you can be connected. God needs you connected to other believers. Connected to other saints. He'll put it back up there in a minute, I guess. He needs you connected. Now, let me, let me explain to you what it looks like. Well, I mean, can I explain to you what some of you guys look like? Can I explain that to you? Can I explain this side? They got quiet. Can I explain this side what some of you look like? Okay, watch this. Watch this. Um, and y'all heard, y'all may have heard me say this before, but me, me and my wife, every now and then we'll, we'll go to a movie. We'll go to the movie and we'll sit in the movie and uh, the show comes on and we're watching a whole bunch of people in the movie theater. We don't know any of those folk. They all around us. But we have no idea who they are. They may be hurting. I don't know it. They may have just lost a loved one. I don't know it. They may have had uh, something that they're celebrating in their lives. I don't know it. Do you know why? I'm not connected. So you know what I do? I watch the show with everybody else. When the show's over, I get up and I walk out. And I never connect with anybody. So if I'm going through something, no one in the movie theater comes to my aid. No one in the movie theater comes and pats me on the back or hands me a handkerchief or or says or tries to encourage me. You know why? Because I'm not connected to anything or to anybody. Many of you are like that. You come to church, but you don't get connected to anybody or anything. Then what happens is when you suffer loss... In your family. Now you sit back and you wonder, is anybody from the church going to call you? No. You know why? Because you came to church, you watched the show, and you went home. So when you're going through, we don't know that you're going through. You know why? Because you're not connected to anybody. When you're celebrating something, we don't know it. No, we didn't text you on your birthday. You know what? 
Because we didn't know when your birthday was. It got quiet in here. So you got to get connected. You got to get connected. Well, how, how do we get, get, get connected? One of the ways you can connect it right now is through the Ministry of Helps. We, we, need, we need help. We need volunteers. We need people working in the, with the children. We need people working in the parking lot. People working with the greeters. Matter of fact, you can get connected uh, even by joining the choir. You can sing. We got a security team. You can get connected. Get to know somebody. Um, uh, the Golden Girls, get to know them. Uh, I, I hope that someday we, someday we're, we're going to start a women's ministry. Get our men's ministry going. You've got to get connected. That's a, that's the purpose of the church, so you can feel you can be connected. You know what? It's a sad thing when when people die in your family and no one from the church shows up because you weren't connected to anybody. The church is supposed to be a family. But the, the but but we can't be a family to you if you just come watch the show and go home. You're not allowing us to be a family to you if that's what you're doing. You come, you watch the show, and then you go home. And many people do that. Y'all see them? They come in when the show's over. They tear the door down, getting up out of here. No, but what my, my, my point is, my, my point is, I want us to be a church where if if you're hurting, we're hurting. Where if something happens in your life that you don't have to suffer by yourself, you have to go through by yourself. Even if there's something praiseworthy in your life, we can rejoice with you. You need to have somebody, somebody that you're connected to at the church. Amen. No man should be an island. Stop trying to do this on your own. I know you got your pride and you feel like, you know, you can get through this. But listen, even, even God said it's not good for man to be alone. The Bible says that, that, I think it's in the book of Proverbs, it says something like, a, a, a man, a man who, who seeks, seeks to be by himself, well how, what's, how does that go? A man who seeks to be by himself is, is, is gonna end up in folly or, or something, something along those lines. I have to go back and look at that. Okay, but anyway, anyway, so, so being by yourself is, is not, is not a good thing, especially when you're connected to a church. Glory to God. So get connected. Get connected. Um, the last one is function. Everybody shout function. Everybody shout again, function. So you have to join, get connected, and you have to function. God put something in you. God put something in you that he wants to use in the body of believers that God connected you to. You have some talents and some gifts, some experiences that will help the church fulfill its mission. There's something in you that's going to help us get to the place where God has for us to be. I, I didn't know that, that we had, we had CPAs and financial people in the church until the need came up. The need came up and man, we got bank, bank presidents and all kinds of things. And so, so man, it was easy to shift those individuals over and say, listen, will you guys help, help us with our, with our finances? And they went right on in there and man, and the system now was amazing because they're using their natural gifts. We got graphic designers. In the church. They came in and used their natural talents and natural giftings in the church. So that there, that there's, there's some, there's a reason that God sent you here because there's something that's in you that's going to help the church fulfill its purpose. You didn't come here just to be preached to. You've got a function. Glory to God. You've got to work. You've got a function. You've got to do something. You're connected to the body. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 
Touch somebody and say, don't just sit there, do something. Talk, touch them and tell them. Just sit there, do something. Just sit there, do something. Yeah, just, don't sit there, do something. I don't have a mic chalk, so you have to talk loud. Proverbs what? 18 and 1. What does it say? A man who isolates himself. That's the one. Seeks his own desire. He raises against all wise judgment. Stand up and say that. Turn, turn around to them. And I need y'all to hear this. I need y'all to hear Because, because, no, no. Because really, because I, I, some of you, no, no. Y'all look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Some of y'all have been hurt by people. And because you've been hurt by people, it makes you, it makes it difficult for you to connect with folk. I get it. I understand it. You've been hurt. So you're not trying to let anybody get close to you. You're not trying to let anybody in your space. I get it. But listen, everybody is not those people. Deep, most of these people here haven't done a thing to you. Glory to God. And there's got to come a day where you learn to love people and allow people to love you. I wrestled with that for a long time. Glory to God. I wrestled letting people love me for a long time. Now I thank God that I'm in a position, I'm in a place now where I can allow people to love me. I, I'm going to come back to you chalk. Yes, sir. That's right. Say, say that again loud. Say that again. Say that so the people over there can hear you. I don't think they heard you. That's right. Yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Listen, it, it is selfish. And I, I, that, that, that's a harsh word, but you came in here truth. It is selfish of you to be hurt by somebody else and not allow anybody else to love you. It's selfish of you to not let somebody, other people love you. Because, because now you're blocking their blessing. You're blocking their blessing and you're missing out. Listen, let me, let me, let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. The, some of the greatest prayers I've ever prayed were answered through another believer. In other words, in other words, the very thing you're praying for, God may be dealing with a believer in your church to be the answer to the problem that you've been, you've been praying about. But when you stay at home and isolate yourself, the blessing that you've been, so now you're mad at God, but God has said, listen, I set your blessing in the church, but you stand at home. Glory to God. Now read that again. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's uh, Proverbs 18 and 1. It said, a man who isolates himself uh-huh. seeks his own desire. Seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Wow. He rages against all wise judgment. In other words, it's not wise for you to be by yourself. I know you don't like people that much. Y'all smile at me. I see y'all, y'all are mean, self. When you get mad, you get them little three dots on your nose. We know who you are. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen, we're going to love on you. We're going to check on you. You're going to get tired of us messing with you. Hallelujah. All we gonna love on you. And listen, when you, when you've been absent for a little while, when you show up, we gonna ask you, where you been? Been missing you. Where you at? Where, where you been? What's been, see, you need somebody to look you in your eyes every now and then to check on you. 
That's a beautiful feeling. See, when you've been missing church for three months and you show up and people forget who you are, that's a bad feeling. <laughs> people think you actually, actually you a visitor. <laughs> bad thing. <laughs> Remember for six years, he asked you a visitor because you ain't been here. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. All right, where I stop off at? Oh, functioning. Yeah, you, you got you got to function. There's experiences and gifts. There, there are things in you that's going to help us to fulfill the mission. Listen, everything that we need is in the house. Everything that we need is in the house. Yes, ma'am. It, it, to love you is selfish. When, when you've been hurt, when you've been hurt by somebody else, it's selfish of you not to allow other people to love you. That's selfish. Because guess what? If, if, if they don't give you any love, what you're saying is, I don't have to give any love back. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I like what she said. She said sometimes it's, it's the enemy trying to get you alone. But but that's the purpose of the church. The purpose of the church is so you don't have to walk alone. Do, do you do you know? Now now listen. I, I know that there's a lot of marriages still on the rocks. But do you remember, do you, do you 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 have no idea how many marriages we've been able to save. You have no idea how many marriages are still together. I know some didn't make it, but there are some. There are a lot that's still hanging in there. You know why? Because when they come to church, we look at them and say, "Y'all ain't looking right." Y'all, what's going on with (laughs) y'all? We seen y'all when y'all, it was prayer time. You didn't grab her hand. You put your hand down like this. Why you didn't grab her hand? (laughs) Y'all passed by each other and didn't speak. You got quiet up in here, boy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, ma'am. Go back to the joining, Jerry. Go back to the joining. Yeah, go back to joining. There it is. There it is. Go through the process. Sign up. Go through our take. Get be baptized. Put your name on the roll. Yeah, get all of that. And listen, when you join, be faithful. Don't listen. I, you, I, I don't need you to be a brick on this house and then go try to be a brick on somebody else's house next Sunday and a brick on somebody else's house next Sunday. Come on, man. Glory to God. If you're going to, listen, if you're going to be a part, be faithful to it. You guys are, because guess what? Y'all came out in the rain, baby. Y'all came, this is the faithful group here, boy. Look, I'm telling you, man, when you come out on Wednesday and it's raining, woo, this it. This it right here. This it, this it. I 20, he came down I 20 in the rain. This is it. This is the church right here. (laughs) Glory to God. This it. Tell your neighbors, I'm so glad I didn't stay home tonight. Doesn't even tell. 
Joe Glennon. <laughs> Hallelujah. But no, you, but, but, but you know, you know what it is? It, it's God, God requires faithfulness. God responds to faithfulness. God is looking for faithfulness. Watch this. How, how many, how, how many of y'all have a full-time job? You got a full-time job, full-time job. How, how often do y'all go? Every day, really? Glory to God. You, you go, yeah, you, if you go to work, every, was it raining when you went to work? You doggone right. So why when it comes to church? When it comes to church, all these excuses. No, we don't make excuses. You know why? Because I'm faithful and because I'm joined. I've got to be there to support the ministry. I've got to be there. What if, what if, what if you are the kneecap to the church? No, you, you somebody's kneecap. Glory to God. You somebody's appendix. Tell somebody, I said, don't you rupture today. Don't you rupture. <laughs> Come on, man. No, you, you, you'll be amazed who you are to somebody else. You'll be amazed at how people see you and how people look up to you. Guess what? Y'all, y'all, do y'all ever wonder? Do y'all ever wonder if Pastor Love gonna be at church if it's raining? No? Y'all don't think about me. <laughs> <laughs> The same rain y'all drove in. Same rain I had to drive in. Come on, man. You never wonder about that. You know why? Because I'm committed. I'm committed. Yes, ma'am. I look at I look at going to my job every day, and when a lot of time I've been I was sick and I went on. In 20 years, I only been absent three days. 20 years, three days. Oh, she only missed three days out of her job in three in, in 20 years. So wow. I look at church the same way. That's right. Because I want to be as faithful to God that I am to the job. Wow. Y'all give a hand. That's what, that's what's up. 20 years. That, you know what? That, that, that means, that means, that means God has been good to you. That's what that means. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Tell, go, go to Hebrews chapter 10. I want you to see, I want y'all to see this. Hebrews chapter 10. So we have to, we have, we have, we have to function. Everybody say function. If you don't know what God's calling you to do, pray, right? Just pray. And say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? I had a, I had a brother of mine call me this week and said, Pastor Love, man, well, listen, wherever you need me, let me know. I'm ready to go to work. And I, and that blesses me. That blesses me to know people are standing at the ready and they're ready to go to work. I thank God for that. Um, Hebrews chapter 10. Look, look at, look at verse number 23. Hebrews 10, 23. What does it say? Hold fast to the confession of our hope without waver. No waver. Keep going. What did, what did it say? For he who promised is faithful. Verse 24. What does it say? Consider one another or to stir up love and good works, not forsaking, as is the manner of some. Say this with me. Say, isolation is not God's order. Say it again. Isolation is not God's order. Keep that in mind. Now, look at what he says. He says, he says, consider one another, told us to be faithful don't waver, consider one another in order to stir up love and to stir up good works. But look at verse number 25. Now, now we can, many people have, have read over that and said, well, that ain't what that means. Well, listen, if the Bible is the authority, you got to look at what he said. 
not forsaking. Don't take for granted the assembly. I told you that the local church was the assembly. This is the coming together. So you know what that means? That means that, that means that just like I don't, I don't wake up in the morning and say, well, I wonder if I'm going to go to work. No, when you wake up, you, you know you're going to work. You don't forsake going to work. Because when you forsake going to work, you forsake your paycheck. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but he said, but he who promised is faithful. You cannot be more faithful to God than he is to you. Glory to God. God is faithful. You better hear me preach today. God is faithful. When you pray, do you think y'all, see, because y'all pressed y'all way out tonight, you will not be able to stop the next blessing from manifesting in your life. There's a blessing on this way in your life because you pressed your way out. Amen. Because you're faithful. God blesses faithfulness and he rewards faithfulness. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some. Listen, um, uh, what I want to do? What I want? I'm running out of time. Go to Luke chapter four. Luke chapter four. I'm going to show y'all this. Luke chapter four. I'm kind of running out of time. Luke chapter four. I want y'all to see this. Luke chapter four. Look at verse number sixteen. Luke four six. I want y'all to see this. I'm running out of time, but I want y'all to see this. Luke chapter four, verse sixteen. <laughs> Luke chapter 4, 16. Y'all have it? I want you to read this and read this. You read it from your Bible. What does it say? So he came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. And what? And his, and his what was? His what was? His what was? What does custom mean? Tradition. Something that he practiced. His routine. There was his custom. What was his custom? <laughs> He went to the synagogue. When did he go? On the the Sabbath. He went on the Sabbath. That was his custom. So guess what? If Jesus went to church, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) if it was his custom to go to church, if he did it so regularly, I can't imagine Jesus waking up on saying, Sunday, I don't think I'm going to go today. Jesus, he went to church. So you know what that means for you? Y'all heard it now. <laughs> that means that God expects you to be, when the, when the church is assembling, God expects you to be there. You know why? Because you're part of the body. You, you never know how, you never know how God may activate you one Sunday. There may be something God wants you to, there may, there may be, there may be somebody who's really going through God points them out to you, gives you a word to give to them. You give them the word that God gave to you, and the word that you give to them changes their lives. You never know how God's going to use you. You never know. You know what? When I wake up in the morning, my whole body gets up with me. You know why? My old foot side, I might, I might, may have to use me today. Old toes get to wiggling. May have to use me today. I thank God that when I wake up in the morning, my whole body decides we're going to get up. We've got to do something. I'm right-handed, but my left hand scratched real good. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, y'all better talk to me. I don't know what I'm going to use today. I don't know which arm I'm going to use. I don't know which arm I'm going to drive with. Thank God I got both of them. Come 
on. If one of them get, get, get weary, I just, I just call on the other one. And my arm will get tired. <laughs> I just use my own kneecap. <laughs> you gotta be six foot high to do that now. <laughs> Depends on what you drive. <laughs> yeah, how close you see this? <laughs> Thank God. Listen, sometimes your, sometimes your eyes don't work that good. You have to, you have to, you have to use the assistance of your arms. Y'all better help me. When you can't see it up close, you need them, you, the arms, I need y'all to help me out. You know what my arms do? But what if my arms decide they didn't want to show up today? <laughs> Hallelujah. So you have, you have to come because you never know how God's going to use you today. Yes, ma'am. That's right. That's right. That's right. Very good. And, and as you were talking, um, oh man, it's already seven thirty. Wow, that's hour went by fast. Okay, listen. I, I remember, I remember a a, a band. A, I think it was a college band, and um, they 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 lined up. In the form of a man. Y'all probably saw it. They lined up in the form of a man. And they were playing. And the way, the way they, the way they were marching from the top looking down on the field, it looked like a man was running. It, the, the way they were, they were, they were walking in between each other. It looked like a man. Y'all, you might, you might have raised your hand if you seen that. You saw that? Okay, some of y'all saw that. And, and they went and it looked like they kicked a football. And there was a group of people that were, that were uh, lined up in the shape of football. And when they got kicked, they started running. And it looked like the football was running. So in other words, in other words, what she's saying is this, is that, is that we are a part of a larger body of believers. We are a part of a larger, uh, how can I say this? Um, a larger effort. We are was one part of a larger effort of something else that Christ, uh, that God is doing in the earth. So if just like my arm has to work, we have to work because there are people in the earth that God is trying to save before he returns. And so we have to function. We have to be here. We have to hear the teaching. There's a time when people are not going to endure sound doctrine. There's a time coming. So we we have to be here to hear the truth. So when the lies start to come. Right now there's a lie. Now they're saying that hell is not real. It's a huge lie out there now. And many people are believing it. Many people are believing. Well, well, may, well maybe there's not a hell. Well, what if, what if there's not a heaven? People think, well, when I just die, I just disappear. People think that. Well, look, when I die, we just, we just cease to exist. And that's one of the lies that's out there today. And guess what? Your kids, your kids are the ones that's really in danger because they're hearing it in schools. The kid, you don't believe me? Ask, ask some of these teachers. Man, the, these kids don't fear God. They don't, they don't fear anybody anymore. A lot of them don't. 
They don't fear anything anymore. The love of God, the love of God has waxed cold in the hearts of many. Y'all just don't know. Listen, let me ask y'all this, and I'm closing with this. What if, what if we were the remnant? What if we were it? What if we were the last remaining Christians on the earth? What if this was, this was all of us? The whole world had turned against God. Could we, could we stand? What would we do? If this was it. There may be a time when this may be it. That's why, and I don't say to make you sad. I say to make you think. Of course we're not it. Of course there's thousands and millions who haven't bowed a knee to bell. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Millions of Christians around the globe, but we have to function and we have to work. So I'm going to be teaching this series, this Church on Purpose series. I'm going to be teaching it. I'm going to be helping us to understand the purpose of the church. I'm going to help you understand the purpose of a pastor because I think in East Texas to a great degree, um, we've never been taught how to receive a pastor, what what the pastor is in our lives. What, what, What is a pastor in your life? How, how do we, how do we know that this pastor is my pastor? How, how do we know that? So I'm going to take some time and I'm going to be talking about that. I'm going to be talking about the importance of change and branding and a lot of different things that, that we're going to be discussing so that when you guys come to church on purpose, you guys show up with a purpose. Amen. Will you give God some praise right there? I've got to stop right there.